0: Right now, I want you to know that God knows you have dreams and desires in your life, and He knows that they are important to you. The Word says to delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: I'm going to ask everyone a very personal question this morning. Is your dream still alive? Are you still reaching for the stars? Well, whether or not you're prepared to answer the question, right now I want you to know that God knows you have dreams and desires in your life. And He knows that they are important to you. The Word says to delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So I believe that He wants all of us to be star reachers and dream seekers. Many of you have dreams, but somewhere in the past, they got sidetracked for different reasons, and your life circumstances make it seem impossible to revive the dream that you had. Others of you have a dream, but a significant risk would have to be taken in order to realize it. And your responsibilities to others make it difficult to pursue it. To be honest, there's lots of reasons why we give up on our dreams. But you see the problem with letting our dreams go is that when we do that We may never experience the life that god intended us to have And I know you've heard me say often that I believe that god has a purpose for each and every one of us I believe that each of us has something that inspires us that we love to do and that we're gifted to do And when we recognize what that is god's purpose for us will involve those things That's because he he made us that way His purpose produces the passion in our life. So what I'm saying to you is, it's never too late to reach for the stars and pursue your dreams. And you may say, Bob, those are very nice words, but you don't understand my situation. I could never drop everything I've got going to chase a dream. Well, first I would say to you that dreams are not to be chased. They are your dreams. You already own them whether you pursue them or not. And then I would give you these few simple things to consider to encourage you to make active again that which God put naturally into you. The first thing is this. Beware of the dream crushers. Many a dream never had a chance because of people who discouraged you when you declared it. Every creative endeavor will meet resistance from some people. It would be great if everyone was behind you 100%, but that's probably not going to happen. What matters is who is behind you. And we're promised that God is always with us, whether others are or not. You know the story is told way back in Genesis. Young Joseph was a dreamer. He dreamed he would be a great leader, but when he told his brothers they were jealous and they plotted to kill him. When they saw him coming, they said, here comes the dreamer, let's kill him and throw him in a pit. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. Well, Joseph was spared and he ultimately realized his dream and became a leader. His brothers tried to crush his dreams, but because Joseph lived to please God, he fulfilled his purpose as a strong and wise leader. You have to beware of the dream crushers in your life. The next thing we do is this. Just open your heart and your mind to what God wants to do with us. For some of us, time and neglect has taken the clarity out of our dream. But if we ask him, God can restore it along with instructions. For some of us, it's hard to hear God speak to us because we won't sit down and shut up long enough to listen. So we have to stop and earnestly seek his direction for our life. There's an old saying that says this. The best way to make your dreams come true is just to wake up. And finally, when you come to grips with the decision to pursue your dream, then make a plan and just do it. Just do it in Jesus' name. Don't look back. Be decisive. Understand there will be problems. There will be hardships. But at that point, your dream and you and the Lord have become one on the issue. So, I don't know why I wanted to speak about this this morning, but some of you may be at a crossroads at your life today. Your dream may involve your career or education or travel, or it could involve a ministry. But whatever it is, if it's burning inside you, your dream is part of who you are. And I believe that God wants all of us to reach for the stars and pursue our dreams. And let Him activate His power and His blessing in our lives where we can fulfill our destiny in Jesus' name.
1: Have you ever made a really bad decision? We all have made mistakes, but thankfully they are not the end of our story. Coming up next, learn how to avoid bad decisions in the future. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com
1: And now back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: I want to talk a minute about making good decisions. And to do that, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. When I was a boy of 13, I played football. We had a pretty good team, and in the last game of the season, we were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. I was the quarterback, and because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout and called me over and said, Bollinger, just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out. I said, sure thing, coach. I went back to the huddle. And when I went to call the play... Our wide receiver, a boy named Chucky, he said, Look, Bobby, this is the last play of the season. And because of my age, this is the last play I'll ever have on this team. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. You've got to throw me a pass. So I looked over at the coach on the sideline, and he was going... I looked back at Chucky, and he was going, Please, Bobby! And then I called a pass play into the end zone. When I took the snap from the center, I immediately was facing a blitz of rushes. So I turned and was running for my life. <laughs> and right before I was hit and made a mangled mess, I keyed the ball to the very corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little defensive back for the other team jump up and intercept the pass and begin running the other direction. All I could think at that time was, uh-oh. <laughs> I managed to jump up and go after him. I had to stop this disaster in the making. And I had one shot at him at the 50-yard line. But when I, I dived to tackle him, not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and broke my thumb. And he kept running to score a 109-yard touchdown. Later, I learned it was the longest touchdown on record in the state. So, I told you that story so we can just agree that I made a bad decision. And is it any wonder? I mean, first I undermined my authority. Then I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and the consequences of my actions, my broken thumb being one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory, because I made it for all the wrong reasons. You know, the Word is full of stories of people who make bad decisions. Just take Jonah, for instance. The Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh and preach to those heathens. But it didn't make sense to Jonah to go to Nineveh. It was a bad and dangerous place. So instead, he takes a cruise. (laughs) But God wasn't through with Jonah just yet. How many know that our bad decisions don't alter what God intends to do? The Word says, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the rest of the story Jonah's shipwrecks. He gets swallowed by a fish. And I figure that just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale is when he said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah, and for us, Our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance and restoration because of the amazing grace of God. And he can use the circumstances that we get ourselves into to teach us and to grow us and to learn to trust him. Every important decision either has a chance for glory or it doesn't. When we make them impulsively, or selfishly, or to satisfy our lust, or our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided that he had to have Bathsheba. That decision never had a chance for glory. But when we pray for wisdom, and the outcome that we seek in our decision could only bring honor and integrity to the situation, then the decision always has a chance for glory—not our glory, but His. So listen, we're we're all going to make some bad decisions, but God is faithful. The Word says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him." And He will make your way straight. He will make your way straight. That means He knows our way needs straightening. Our way is not straight. And our own decision making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when we make decisions, we give them a chance for glory, then we'll begin to understand the passage Of the scripture in Isaiah it says whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it you say amen this morning
1: are your Mondays as good as your Sundays stay right there to learn three things you can do to keep Christianity alive in your workplace We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor.
0: I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do, like my new Case sprite from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone. Featuring a high-powered flashlight, up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light, the case sprite is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo Case sprite may not change the world but it might change your world. The Case Bright is perfect for me because, like me, it can handle more than one job at a
1: time. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. But first, I
0: want to encourage some of you today by talking about how to take your Sunday into Monday. And by that, what I mean is how to take what you hear and and feel in church on Sunday, and sustain it, and apply it to your work all week. How many know that that's a challenge sometimes? You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It, it's always been my favorite day, uh, for lots of reasons. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing my friends. Uh, I look forward to praising the Lord in song and worship. I look forward to hearing the Word. I, look, I especially look forward to Sunday lunch. Um, But just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter into our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. The people are different. The motivations are different. The people we come in contact with have agendas. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all of those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by reminding you three things you can do to keep your Christianity in the middle of your work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The word says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that's who we are, and if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our decisions at work. When we do it all for the glory of God, we're doing more than just expanding our spiritual horizons. Having that mindset is teaching us the kingdom mentality where every decision is meant to be in perspective to not just our goals, but His. Does that mean that we approach our job with our head in the clouds all the time? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we acknowledge that our work and our decisions at work have a greater purpose than other people think. Another way to apply our godly principles to our work week is to simply watch what we say. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those who work with me or for me? Is your work personality the same one as the one you have here on Sunday? The word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, our destructive enemies in our Christian walk. And we have to guard our tongues and learn to use them if we're going to carry his will into the workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. I'm going to say that again. Your integrity is priceless. We can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle it. The enemy is so successful at using integrity issues to bring our leaders down at every turn. We see it all the time. In just the last few months, a highly regarded governor and an up-and-coming congressman, for example publicly denounced, humiliated. All because of decisions that compromised their integrity. God's Word is filled with promises for those who will honor Him and filled with warnings for those who don't. And our integrity is not something that we can be careless about. Because in the workplace the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful. We have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. One mistake, as we've seen, and our credibility and our effectiveness as a witness is lost, sometimes forever. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trust us with His money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom than just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what's really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. There's probably some some truth in that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good thing. It says give. And it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God is telling us that when we are faithful to give, we can expect Him to bless us and to prosper us in our job or business. You know, I don't like it when people get in my business. I'm just like you. The first thing that comes to mind when people try is, why don't you just mind your own business? And I'm not trying to get in your business this morning. But let me tell you something. The one person that you want in your business is Jesus Christ. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and the secular at work our christianity involves our entire life and our challenge and our mission is to honor god with our whole life at church at home and at work and to do that we have to do it all for the glory of god we have to watch what we say and we have to protect our integrity and we have to invest in the kingdom of god and if we do that then i promise you you're going to have some mondays that are just as good as your Sundays. And that's when something good always happens. In Jesus' name. Will you receive that this morning?
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. NEBO Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let NEBO light your way. Learn more about NEBO Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org or call 847-312-8197.